Okay, guys, listen up. Our next score is gonna be our biggest yet. Nice. Half a billion in gold is on its way to a terrorist cell. And the gold needs to disappear. What's your plan? <laughs> we gotta steal it mid-flight. 40,000 feet in the air. We are taking the plane, the whole plane? It's kind of hard to take half a plane. Yeah, I would disagree with that. Plane Taker Brushwood. I mean... It's, it's got to legitimately be 50% less difficult to take half a plane than a full plane, right? Well, uh, but then but then we get which but which way do you cut it, right? If if a plane were pants, would it be like this or like this? Speaking of planes, mm. uh, 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 one of our friends went on one and left the continent, <laughs> which means <laughs> our, our one of us has to drive this plane. That's right. Hi everyone, welcome back to Cord Killers. Reckoning the world of entertainment has been turned upside down, and we're just trying to figure out how to find what we want to watch, where we can watch it, wherever, whenever we want. I'm Bryce Castillo. That's Brian Brushwood. Hi, Brian. Bryce, what? WTF, mate? What, what was that? Yeah, there was a trailer for Lyft, the upcoming Kevin Hart and Vincent D'Onofrio crime comedy coming to Netflix January 12th. Not the only Vincent D'Onofrio we'll be talking about today either, uh, but uh, this looked fun, you know? Like, hey, let's heist it up. It does. I, I'm... I'm, I'm Coming to, and we'll talk about this when we talk about, on Spoiler in Time, mm -hmm. of all things, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> so I, I am learning to appreciate different types of content in the various contexts that they live in. And everything about this looks like a show that's not for me, but <laughs> for what it's trying to be, maybe it's fantastic. Yeah, well, and don't don't those Adam Sandler movies do really well on Netflix? Like, I mean, I mean, to be there's someone for this is for somebody. To be honest, like finding out that uh, this is all gossip. Please don't quote me on any of this. But like finding out that basically Adam Sandler makes every single one of those movies very pleasant for everybody to work on, and it's like he's very aware. Rumor says he's very aware that as a result, the movies are less good, but he cares more about everybody having a good time. Mm. Um, sure. I mean, and if it, that is true, then yeah. uh, it, it changes the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, January 12th, just uh, at the start of the new year. Do you want to go on a supply run? Uh, uh, Brian? I mean, only if we want to find out what there is to eat. Okay. Let's uh, do that. Supply run. Supply run. Supply run. Okay, I, 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 real quick, real oh, quick. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've been beat? holding off on asking you, WTF, <laughs> on all of these transitions. <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, it, it, no, this is okay. going to be a little bit of a meta episode because I am going to ask you, Bryce, right. explain to me what those transitions oh, are. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a 10 second audio don't, story. You hear don't, the, don't, don't you dare. No, really, you hear the crate coming down. Uh, and then it rustles into the leaves and you're running to go get it and you're cracking it open and oh, there's a goat, there's a beef ghost inside and it's asking where the, where the beef is. And we're looking for where it is in the supply run. Cause it's a, it's a whole container. Bryce, uh, I wouldn't normally out you like this, but, uh, how high were you no, when you made these? <laughs> no, this is not, and that's not, okay, listen, let's supply run. Our supply okay. run story today uh, may have an effect on where you get your FX or your NBA in the future. Uh, Tom normally will not shut up about how important it is that, uh, <laughs> that Comcast is going to sell off its stake of Hulu to Disney. Uh, his premise is that once that happens, the purse strings will open and we're going to see more consolidation and mergers among all the streamers. But everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen with that. Well, Tom takes the week off, and that's exactly what happens. On November 1st, Comcast pulled the trigger, exercising its option to sell its stake in Hulu. Uh, Disney has until December 1st to determine the fair market value of Hulu. Uh, and, uh, excuse me, uh, the final number will depend on the value as determined by an independent combo of bankers agreed on by both sides. Uh, then Disney will have 45 days 
uh, to pay up. The final number that Disney will pay is expected to be somewhere in the $9 billion range. So, so before we get into that, Brian, the yeah, transaction here is big. Uh, uh, my, my, my gut instantly goes to, you can't have it both ways, Disney. Either you're Disney, that lovable family-friendly company, or you're FX, that brutal adults-only what if what if we showed murders live on cable television company, which you, FX folded into Hulu, sure. et cetera, do you, et cetera. Do you think people will get squeamed out by that mixing of content? I mean, kids' content is so powerful. HBO bought the rights to Sesame Street however many years ago to just hold on to it. I mean, they do have kids programming in Max now. But it is so powerful and so separate. This is HBO. This was HBO that had a a kids category next to their like softcore material yeah, category the, on the their website. Real sex series or what have you. Um, and so be, I, I to, don't know. To, to, to be honest, I think you're kind of making my case for me, which is um, uh, 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 what has HBO done? Rebranded to Max. Drop the HBO part, the adult part, and then become, I don't know, we're watching them but I figure that, out what they want to be. I think that Max is showing what a hub-like world looks like for streaming. You know, that we talked a few weeks ago that they're getting, that their sports package is going to be an add-on coming soon. We'll talk a little bit later how they're dif delineating different features on their plans. I can see if, if I don't think anyone else is squeamish about Max having all of HBO stuff with all of the all of the kids programming that they've gotten from Cartoon Network and and, and, and part of that I suspect comes from the fact that they have uh, finally figured out like oh what if there were a brand name that was not HBO because HBO you think of uh, drama and boobies and uncensored you yeah, think of exactly. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so uh, 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 now having said all of that um, there's I'm not here to say that because you and I have gone back and forth on this a lot on this program. Um, you, if I, if, if I'm to steel man, your position seem to be of the position uh, that or of the mind that like, I don't understand why not everything under one roof. And I am what? of the position of, <laughs> okay, because you have to figure out what roof, what roofs mean. I will, I, I will say in, in, the, in the Disney case specifically, I, I do, I, I've said that there's value in keeping Hulu as a brand if, if, that, if that mixing of content um, does become a concern. And I think with what we're seeing now in terms of the consolidation, I think people don't want a lot of it, right? They don't want price. The more prices go up, uh, the less people, the more picky people will be. So if you're Disney and you can say, we kind of have two different things, but we definitely have the Disney thing and we've got all the other stuff over here. And it's all Disney, so you know you trust it all. But if you don't want that, you know, like it gives Disney a lot. It gives Disney its own Disney park to have streaming options in. And I that, think that Max is doing a version of that already that they're trying to get. I, I, I will concede that that is a super duper fair point in that uh, when I think about like branding stuff, I totally disconnect it from price and Meanwhile, like, like <laughs> you're the boots on the ground, like, Hey, my guy, I got a, I got a budget something somewhere yeah. and I have to think about price. And, and that's something that, that yeah. uh, I, I don't tend to focus on. So, so, so I'll, I'll admit that is a blind spot for me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of the rest of this, once Comcast is out of the picture, Disney is not going to need to worry about uh, making Hulu too valuable, which means it can do things like expand Hulu overseas. Um, as, that has been a big deal for, for Hulu, not, not no one having an interest in making that more international. Uh, they can combine it with Hulu or excuse, combine Hulu with Disney Plus, uh, or they could just sell Hulu off to somebody else whole cloth. I mean, at this point, Disney would own uh, uh, all of it, I believe. That feels like a very weird move for them to make at this point, because then all of a sudden Hulu ends up looking like an orphan mm -hmm. or a mistake. And uh, last time I checked, Disney's not in the business of admitting to any mistakes. Uh, yeah. It, and also, it, does that read for you? Yeah, I think so. And, and also Hulu, Hulu has a lot that they can hang their hat on now. I think I think if you talk if you tell someone like hey Disney Plus original or Hulu original which would you watch I think people have more have 
better experiences, maybe a broader spectrum of, of options on Pe the Hulu originals? Pe people definitely remember more things they watched on Hulu that they loved than they remember on Disney+. Plus. Like, I, I, I believe The Good Place was one of them, where it's like we watched an all of that on Hulu, and it deeply affected us, and it was really great. Yeah. Um, Disney will also uh, know how much it's spent on Hulu, having uh, bought all of it, and whether it's worth selling off any other parts of its Disney business, including uh, uh, ESPN, possibly. Disney's Bob Iger said he wants to keep ESPN, uh, but possibly partner on streaming it uh, or sell a minority stake in it. Hearst owns 20% of ESPN, so there's 36% of, uh, of the company still in play. Bank of America Global Research has listed the NBA, the NFL, Apple, Amazon, Verizon, and even <coughs> Comcast as possible companies that might be interested in buying a stake in ESPN, which mostly means that analysts aren't exactly sure who is going to be the big, the big pusher for this. How do you feel about this, Brad? I, this is one that I will immediately confess. You're probably closer to than I am. Mm. I, I, you follow the sports. Um, sure. Uh, uh, we have talked an awful lot about how ESPN basically was at the right place in the right time and and got an awful lot of money from cable companies. Um, and but they had to ride out the cord cutting revolution in order to get to the place where they were able to, um, you know, suddenly out of nowhere decide to have an app and so on and so on and right. so on. Um, I think that ESPN is an extraordinarily powerful brand. I, I, but, 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 well, imagine, un unfortunately, I, I, I just don't yeah. speak sports well enough to, I think, I think the, the, the biggest a uh, shift that would be possible. I would. I would also presume because I. I don't watch a lot of ESPN specifically. Is uh, does this change the tenor of editorial coming out of ESPN? If ESPN is no longer hand in hand with Mickey we, Mouse, we, then does it does it get a little more upfront? Does it get uh, does it cover more dangerous sports? Does it if if the NFL or the NBA buy ESPN, then what happens with all those rights? Because there's a decade of TV rights and precedents there. We, we, we have talked about the fact that a lot of people working for ESPN figured out that they could go independent. Like, wait, I'm being paid to do what? Give my opinion about sports? Uh, why am I here? Uh, just because you're ESPN? I could make more money by, you know, having, having a podcast a yeah. and doing whatever. So I, I, there, there's a bit of that. I, but it's, uh, but it's ESPN. It's the four letters. When people think sports, ESPN, if it's, it's on ESPN, I, right? I, it's on ESPN. I, I right? think you're right to say that the stock is very high right now. I don't know that that <laughs> stock is always going to be so high. Well, and open buyers got the other thing is sports gambling. If you get away from Disney, you can get big into gambling, well, predictions, and, and fantasy, we, all of We that. are seeing, like, like there are weird channels that uh, seem to uh, that seem to be precursors. And keep in mind, all of this comes from somebody who doesn't like sports get and it. only sees it because he, you know, eats at sports At bars. a sports bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, it is weird that one of the monitors is always on something that I'm like, what is that thing? And then I look and I squint and I see MGM. And I'm like, oh, that is a fake sports network that is only there to promote gambling on MGM. Uh, what's that other one? And then I'm like, oh, that's not an actual poker tour. That is Atmosphere TV mm -hmm. pretending to be uh, 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 Texas Hold'em, sure. so that uh, uh, to satisfy that 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 very simple uh, 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 thing is bad, thing is good instinct. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, another bit of Disney news: uh, uh, Marvel's Echo, uh, especially as we're talking about Hulu, uh, is going to be the first Disney Plus series or the first Marvel TV series that will come to Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, at the same time, this is a spinoff of Hawkeye. And until I read that uh, in our document about two hours ago, I did not realize that. Yeah, uh, I like to think that I'm pretty well versed in Marvel lore, but I am ashamed to admit that I have no idea who Echo is. 
Uh, and as of watching this trailer, I found out that maybe they're positioning Kingpin as a father figure anti-hero or something. Maybe because she's... I do not know what is happening. Because she would... Yeah. But, but and we are going to talk a lot about Marvel later on. And it, it my well. general vibe is that they're they're running dry. I... Uh... I, I, yeah, I, I, I won't. <laughs> well, they really need the franchise, right? I mean, using the big thing with Marvel. Oh, we got it. Stretch, stretch. Is that they, they want, they need, they need, uh, they need a franchise hero. They haven't found one since they, uh, they graduated everybody at the end of Endgame. Um, but, but so one of the other things, uh, about all of this is that they're using the new Marvel Spotlight brand, uh, to, uh, to put, uh, echo under is is it, it wait hold on so this is what do you think marvel spotlight uh, is? uh what i think it is and I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put my prediction in an envelope sure. i think it's it's a bit like fox's searchlight which is here's some indie bs we don't know if it's good or not we like it enough that we think it might be good mm-hmm. but we don't actually want to put our name on it Welcome okay. to Searchlight. Sorry, Marvel Spotlight. Spotlight. <laughs> okay. How do you guys like it? Because if you like it, then we'll claim full credit. Otherwise, oh, that's some crazy indie BS. Well, uh, to hear to hear Marvel describe it, it will function a little bit. L- Apparently, there's already a Marvel uh, Marvel comic series Spotlight, which are. Um, more isolated stories, and so that like like one-offs, exactly. And so that is what this is going to be. Uh, this was a quote from someone at Marvel. Marvel Spotlight gives us a platform to bring more grounded, character-driven stories to the screen. And in the case of Echo, focusing on street-level stakes over the larger MCU continuity. Just like comic fans didn't need to read Avengers or Fantastic Four to enjoy a Ghost Rider Spotlight comic, our audiences don't need to have seen other Marvel series to understand what's happening in Maya's story. That's not a bad move. In in a world where... <laughs> okay, Yeah. Yes, um, yes, you're right. It's not a bad move. Well, specific- it's a sign of a sickness, but it's a it's a great band aid. Correct. Well, but <laughs> but also it's like a uh, okay. So let's say like I, I like that metaphor. So let's say the the big entity is getting sick. Then by all means, make small entities that uh, 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 you know Daredevil on on uh, Netflix was somewhere in the mushy middle between being big and small it's like no no no. let's go way smaller let's go all the way small let's go to level one of 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 playing the game and that might be a very very sharp move for them to do yeah i mean what if uh what if we stopped caring about the continuity of marvel even more uh like like so much of this is tied into the fran- the, necess- the, ne- the necessity that Marvel wait, 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 be a franchise. Wait, and 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 I think especially today it has more downsides than than upsides. We we we've talked about this before, where it's like uh, it was thrilling for about a decade to consider that there would be resolution of everything being in one universe, and then there was annoyance at the tedium of what it takes to make that actually happen. And uh, I I think at some point I expressed, uh, what if you just confused me all the time? (laughs) That'd be (laughs) fine. Why not? Why not do that? Yeah. Well, and it's a stark change to, or a stark difference to the DC Elseworlds idea, right? Like we're going to where DC labels, puts a big sticker and says, this is not in our big continuity, which I respect. No, I respect enough I, to I just actually say don't. Like, I, I don't. I feel like I feel like DC is just uh, Kmarting it uh, up uh, a, a dollar short and too late. Like uh, most of us are past the novelty of continuity, and DC okay. is just now starting the continuity game. It's like we're already out, well, my guy. No, they're they're breaking out of it though. Their whole thing is 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 like this to say like you don't need to worry about the whole. You don't need to see a Justice League or another Aquaman. Just you can just watch this. Um, I, I I think they they are different takes on the same problem. <laughs> okay, weirdly weirdly we're gonna discuss this mm. in our discussion of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is in our spoiler in time segment. Well, how would I listen to it earlier, Brian? <laughs> which you can listen to earlier if you go to patreon.com slash cord killers. A single RSS feed. You become one of our bosses. You get mm. to tell us what to do. And uh, you most importantly, you get exclusive access to our after talk segment where we spill some tea, which by the way, mm-hmm. buckle up. We're going to spill some tea today. That's a big tea today, folks. Uh, it's, they had it's, it's a big okay. tea day. I'm going to say this for spoiler in time. It's just buckets. Uh, buckets. All right. That's. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. That's gonna be. That's a pushpin. Oh my god. In oh my Gilligan's god. That's Island. gonna. Be, that's Buckets? that's okay. your beef. Well, uh, I I got a lot of beef. Don't worry. There's plenty of beef to go around. Coming up on spoiler. Okay. All right. All right. Uh. Uh. uh so thank you everybody supporting us. Patreon.com/slash/cordkillers. Uh. We we found the stuff. Now we need to find people to give the stuff to. Can we can we wrangle up a search party, Brian? Only if you explain what this transition sounds like and what what it means. Sounds like this. That's like a flare. And then you need to be, you need yeah, to find, yeah, yeah. where are they? You where are wa- they? You want to walk me through this. We'll recolize a very loud. The drop. A very known, known sound, you know. And if, you, if you're lost, oh. I, would lo- I, w- I would love to. It would be so soothing to my ears if I was lost to hear the sounds of But Ricola. not so soothing that you would Ricola. jump up and come find me as I'm dying in the jungle. Yeah. You would just be all like, oh, what a pleasant thing that somebody shouted it's recola yeah yeah yes yeah uh, uh you know what no notes <laughs> okay there we go. this is our search party here's some stuff that uh you can keep an eye out for disney released a trailer for kingdom of the planet of the apes uh this is the uh fourth movie in the modern version of the uh the apes franchise the tagline, as a new tyrannical ape leader builds his empire, one young ape undertakes a harrowing journey that will cause him to question all he knows about the past and to make choices that will define a future for apes and humans alike. Brian, are you on Are you on the planet of the apes franchise? Before I give you my detailed answer, let me ask okay. you, uh, how much affection do you have for this franchise? None at all. I have seen one half of one of these movies on sci-fi at last year okay well um uh uh, 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 they seem fine they seem like good action adventure movies i've watched almost all of them but 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 because i love to kind of like watch and ask myself like why is this beloved etc etc um uh, i suspect that the planet of the apes franchise is about humanity growing to be better and better and it's a curious juxtaposition of you know if 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 Human, humans are always getting better. How come uh, every new generation is convinced this is the last days on earth or whatever? Mm. Um, uh, in this case, it looks like from just watching the trailer, yeah. uh, it looks like they're making a play on the original Planet of, of the Apes in which humans are right. dumb, stupid uh, uh, chattel, uh, you know, to be arranged and... Yeah. Uh, 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 whipped and so on. Um, and uh, instead of a spaceman educating them that what if humans were smart, it looks like uh, 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 there's some, uh, uh, there are two it figures. Like, uh, 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 there's one hostile ultra um, uh, uh, testosterone figure who appears to be in charge. The other one, I think deliberately looks an awful lot like Caesar, the nuanced character that we followed up until this point. Mm. And then we see uh, somebody, I believe a Starshine was who she was in the original series, but uh, it looks like um, uh, they come to an understanding. And basically this whole movie appears to be, what if humans weren't that dumb? Okay. Well, there we go. We'll, uh... And now that I've described it, it sounds dumb as hell, Bryce. Yeah. You're right to not have watched any of this. How about this? Uh, if you meant to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny in theaters, uh, too late. You forgot. Sorry. Uh, it is now streaming, though, uh, or it will be streaming on Disney Plus December 1st. Uh, this was actually kind of a long theater window. This was almost like six months. Man, uh, I'm I'm really confused about my feelings about anything Harrison Ford related. Did you see Did you see Dial? I did not. Did you? I did not. Do you have any desire to watch it now? Uh, I'm not like an Indi- Indiana Jones a little before me. Eh. 
Hey, let's hold on to the main thread. Isn't it kind of weird that you and I, the exact demographic for people who would like Indiana Jones stuff and Harrison Ford stuff, just barely remember that this movie came out? (laughs) Well, with a name as intriguing as the Dial of Destiny. Oh, I love to set my dial. I love to set it and forget it. Set your reminder dial for the Dial of Destiny. Ah, you know how Destiny is always portrayed as a dial. All right, wait, wait. Keep on trying, guys. And how about this? Uh, Fourth Wing, you ever heard of it? No, I have not. Fourth Wing is a young adult series of books, uh, maybe maybe young adult, about teenagers who are forced to train at a deadly school for dragon flying. Uh, Tom tells us it is like Harry Potter, but with a lot more dragons and a lot more death. Uh, there's also a conspiracy to create an eternal war, which is, of course, how, how stories go. Uh, if you're saying, that sounds cool, but call me when there's a TV version, well, this is the news story I'm here to tell you about today. Amazon got the TV rights. To make a show about the fourth wing. Uh, are you? Are I, I, you? Are you going? How many wings have you got for the fourth wing? Uh, 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 I will say nary one word until <laughs> I uh, go out and get uh, 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 wise counsel from my three daughters yeah. and uh, the, who love fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And then I will tell you what I think after they tell me what I should think. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, uh, CBS has got some uh, thoughts about the calendar. The strike is still affecting it. CBS announced a few movements, including uh, that game show Lotteria Loca uh, has uh, is off of the schedule in November uh, and will be replaced with NCIS Encore events, a.k.a. repeats. Uh, this will lead up to the premiere of NCIS Sydney on November 14th. Yes, these are all real shows, not chat GPT hallucinations. If you like Lotteria Loca, they're going to have a holiday special and uh, then they'll be back in 2024. Bryce, I'm, I'm going to confess, and I'm going to ask you to be honest here, too. Mm. It's really weird to even report on broadcast mainstream television news because I ain't watched that that genre in a hot minute, and it's yeah. really strange for me. How uh, do you feel about it? I, in reading the story, I found uh, two shows that are on <laughs> CBS primetime. <laughs> They include <laughs> The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal, both getting primetime slots. All right, one of those we covered on this very show. It's, 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 wow. And then NCIS Sydney, huh? Oh, okay, oh. another one. Okay, there we go. Uh, a few more stories here. Variety has a special report on uh, what Marvel is doing to deal with the fact that Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang the Conqueror, a key villain in the current Marvel Universe plot, uh, is headed to court in New York to face charges of domestic violence. Even if Marvel hadn't set up its entire current phase around it, uh, including Loki, which is airing to set Kang up as the villain, they haven't even had writers available until just recently to make any changes to the story uh, at all. Uh, options that Marvel uh, uh, are, are considering is also recasting majors. Uh, Marvel's done that before. Famously, they did that with Terrence Howard's War Machine, replacing him with Don Cheadle. Variety also points out that uh, that's not the only hurdle that Marvel faces uh, in terms of uh, popularity so, uh, and, uh, and all uh, that. Uh, we'll see how much time we have for this, but 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 uh, uh, as we've discussed before, like I, I know a fair bit about Marvel's back catalog of content and its lore, and I've seen most of it mm-hmm. very uh, uh, heroically displayed on um, uh, on the MCU. I have not been so pleased with the latest phase. And this sounds to me like something, something cancellation. Uh, but, but, but it sounds like you feel like there's a lot to unpack on this. There is. I mean, outside of the, I mean, the Jonathan Major things is obviously a huge, a huge part of this. It would be like if you uh, couldn't have Josh Brolin for uh, Thanos in the middle of Avengers. Is that Josh Brolin? Oh, man. The only thing worse I could think of is trying to replace Rick and or Morty. And okay, but even even then, that's like a voice. Voices, uh, but if you get if you get outside of that, there are other issues with Marvel. Uh, mainly, uh, they haven't had like a ton of hit movies. Like the budgets that they're spending on these movies, they need to be home runs, and there have been a lot that are not home runs. Uh, the Marvels, which is coming up, is uh, bedraggled with questions of if anybody will want to watch 
that movie. Am, uh, uh, quick, quick side jag. Am I remembering right? Like, did I read that one episode of She-Hulk was famously had a budget of $24 million? More expensive than Game of Thrones episodes, yes. Now keep in mind, and, I do love me some She-Hulk. And that's part of it. Part of it is uh, uh, Kevin Feige's style, as they report on, uh, is to fix it all in, in post-production. Go shoot it, and then he'll watch it and fix it, which is a really expensive way to do anything. Uh, in the She-Hulk example, uh, her turning into a Hulk wasn't supposed to be in the first episode. Uh, and then at the last minute, executive said, we need to have that in the first episode. No one's, Everyone wants to know how she turned into the Hulk. They were going to save it to the very last episode. Um, and so that meant that they had to reshoot. They had to repaint stuff. They had to re-edit things together. At that point, you're changing the whole story after you've already shot it. And that is... That happens apparently regularly, and 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 that takes a toll. There are a lot of productions. VFX is heavy and it's expensive, and it's you've seen those. You've seen the credits. The credits are like thirty minutes on these shows, and and, and they're very good. And and for uh, uh, did for, you hear this? For nostalgia reasons, I I love it very much. But uh, I do love the idea that somebody completely from the outside watches the first episode and is like, God dang it. It says She-Hulk. I understand what a she is. I get that it's a girl. What's this Hulk thing? <laughs> this is a, this is another piece from the Variety article. The video effects logjam had been evident for some time with some final effects for Disney Plus series as WandaVision and She-Hulk uh, were inserted after their streaming debuts. Picture that. They put out the show, the episodes, with the unfinished VFX, and they just had to put them in later after the fact which Man, is that, clever that also my, that, uh, the yeah, bad side uh, i am i am at the superposition of not deciding yet whether or not <laughs> that's insane crazy stupid or ingenious <laughs> like if you're losing as it much might money be on it? ingenious because the vast majority of all of humanity is only going to experience uh, experience the fixed versions uh in, unless, in two months unless everyone who watches those unfinished versions says Hey, she looks plastic. Hey, like uh, I, I, I think the that, quality of that, CG is also affected, and unfortunately, that's a bad. That in that context, it's it's hard to say that Marvel's that is that also a very valid counter argument because like momentum matters at the beginning of things, and once one person says something and it catches fire, everyone wants to say the thing they heard the one person say. Yeah. Um, here's, uh, here's some more for you. HBO announced a lot of, uh, new dates for its shows. Uh, House of the Dragon is returning early summer in 2024 for eight episodes. Can't wait. Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back in February, February, 2024. Favorite show ever. Euphoria season three and, uh, the White Lotus season three, as well as, uh, the prequel series to Stephen King's It called Welcome to Derry, uh, have all been pushed to the year 2025. Uh, uh, I, I was afraid the bit was about to break down just now, but then I realized that I can get away with saying too bad they got pushed back. <laughs> and a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Hedge Knight, oh. uh, hopes to begin shooting this spring. Uh, uh, some pushes, some pushes on these dates, especially uh, Euphoria, White Lotus. Uh, Brian, what's Rise. your... Hi, Brian. Name one major strike that's happened in Hollywood over the last year. Name one? Okay. Uh, well, you've got the writers. Ah. Yeah, the writers. In fact, there's still... No, the writers are still... They already wrapped that one up. Okay, well, uh, the I directors... I dare you to name two. Well, the, the, you had the directors who also needed to, to get a deal. Uh, I, I think they, they stroked they for it. They settled all that up, right? Oh, so yeah, they did. Name well, three. Well, the, the actors, I think, are still... Uh, but they're but they're all wrapped up, right? No, oh, no, they, the actors oh, still got some stuff dear. to settle. Yeah. It, it's almost as though an entire town built on a brittle house of matchsticks mm. is dealing with the difficulty of everybody arguing with each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The strike is continuing to affect the <laughs> continuing to affect the industry of it. And we're seeing, but, uh, but I will say house of the dragon is an international show. I guess if that's coming early summer next year, that makes sense. Curb. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So the international aspect is, is something that by the letter of, I'm going to say the law, but of course, ain't no laws in the Wild West. 
Um, they're national unions is the thing. Right. But, but like, um, there are whispers I've heard about, uh, projects that were, had nothing to do with America and were in no way affected with any of the strikes of any of them. Right. And yet they, <laughs> the projects got kind of frozen because people were afraid of having the stink of, of, of having been a, 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 a scab. Sure. They call them? Well, yeah. And, and, uh, even, yeah, there, there's a lot of that. Um, we'll see. I guess we'll, we'll see. This is all a big, we'll see, especially because most of these are not for a few, at least a few more months. Uh, 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 any, any, I'm excited for the white Lotus season three. That'd be big. To be honest, that's when everything broke down. I had a bit going where I was trying to convey that I didn't care about any of these. And then you said the white Lotus and I'm like, Oh, I I do like that one. It's pretty good. Well, uh, uh, speaking of renewals, how about this? Hulu renewed Futurama for two more seasons. Season 11 is airing now. Season 12 will come next year. Uh, and now there have been orders for two more seasons beyond that. This is a show that is, uh, I think now with this Hulu order will also outlive its original run, just like the Comedy Central order outlived its original Fox run. Is this the fourth Doctor or the third Doctor? <laughs> or, and do we count the movies? Oh, um, the movies. The movies are are seasons. They cut the movies up into seasons it, canonically. It's so tempting to want to you know make cheeky snide comments or whatever, but the truth is, it's like uh, uh, Futurama straight up has tapped into something that clearly everybody loves mm. and uh any uh, as i age <laughs> uh any independent <laughs> property that is able to summon this many extra lives yeah i am hereby in favor of <laughs> <laughs> Especially like under whatever names they may go, <laughs> well, especially because all of the things that worked against Futurama still kind of work against it. You know, science fiction is expensive has a very large well, crew. And, and, and also a lot of it's CG. like it's very detailed, beautiful CGI and all that stuff. Like, yeah. like, like uh, 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 the bill racks up on all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, production quality, <clears throat> uh, all future Bravo reality show reunions. <laughs> it was announced uh, today. Uh, uh, oh, 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 how I want to unpack the way that was phrased and which direction you were thinking, but we only have so much time. Uh, all of the future Bravo reality show reunions will stream live and uncensored on Peacock going forward. It was announced at uh, Bravo Con. You know, I asked my daughter, uh, the tender age of 10 years old, I was like, oh, Hey, Calliope, what's your biggest beef with Bravo original reality shows? Mm -hmm. And she said, Dad, Daddy, they're so censored. I wish... (laughs) (laughs) I wish they were less censored. And, you know, every so often a child can speak truth to power. Okay, no, hold and on. maybe that's what just happened. I'll say this. Okay, here's the thing. Bravo, yes, a big source of reality content, especially kind of like maybe more affluent uh, uh, content. But because it's on TV, they do have to be censored. You know, Netflix has a bunch of big reality shows right now, and none of them are censored. And it's you kind of notice it. You do kind of notice it. Which, which, by the way, I'm actually a tremendous fan of censoring. Um, it's uh, funny. It's good. It's it's good to comedic oh, yeah. effect for sure. Censoring is the best of both worlds. Everybody knows what you said, but you don't have to be on the hook for having said it. And if anything, you're hanging a lamp on the fact that uh, ooh, something naughty was just said, and so on. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what they're getting out of any of this. Well, and then also to do it live is also a shot at uh, Love is Blind, which Netflix was going to do that live and then didn't do it live, but still did the recorded it and put it up later. Um, Bravo has live capabilities. They're not going to have any issues doing that, I guess. Um, and it's live. You never know. The, those ladies fight. They fight. You never know. Well, and They'll also, go to a break. But, and what but, if they but, don't come back from break? <gasps> Who walked away? Oh, no. Oh, my. Well, and, There's and, so much and, good and, stuff there. And now we enter the nuanced era of, like, uh, it's, it's tempting to point out how reality shows are not real. They're fair. I'm not going to say fair. I'm not going to say the Everyone knows that they're TV. They are planned. 
And uh, the theater's uh, not real. Chicago, like Chicago's not a real place. Oklahoma's not a real place. Like theater's not real. We know reality TV's but not real. Basically, um, uh, it's 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 pro wrestling. And part of what makes pro wrestling great is that it's it blurs the lines. Like like the actual people in the audience have a role to play, and the story doesn't stop when the match is over. And uh, as a child, I would, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, I roll on pro wrestling, but now I understand, uh, it's, you know, as per the YouTube, uh, video essay, it's more real than anything else because name, name any Shakespeare where the offstage antics of someone eventually find themselves right. on stage. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's what they're doing. And, and the I emotion of it appreciate is appreciate all of that. Like as as someone who's watched a lot of their shows, when you see two people on your TV fight, uh, they seem get, to be really fighting, <laughs> and you you feel like you're there if when it's done well. You're like, oh my god, I'm like actually seeing this like really heavy family moment, or I'm like I'm there in the limo, and it's I know I'm watching my TV, but it does get you a little psyched up. It's it's the white it's the white lady body cam footage. I mean, to me, this is the same thing as my body cam footage obsession as well. Uh, which uh, listen to Great Night for more <laughs> details on this. It was a yeah. very strange thing. Um, the, uh, but but uh, even if it is just a copy paste of pro wrestling, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm here for the experimentation on it. Yeah. Uh, well, let's experiment. Well, this is not merely an experiment. They're experimenting. We've got some kind of old fla fa flavorites and favorites in our buried treasure section to play the thing. Most people want to know why they suddenly got rich. Buried treasure. I should write out these transitions. <laughs> okay, break this one down for me. Okay, so it's it's how, right? Mm -hmm. From from Breaking Bad. Yes. Uh, and he's excited. He he he's the best buddy of Bill Burr's character. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's from him when he's sitting on the big stack of cash. Got it. And but he's sitting on the bumper for buried treasure. Right. Because it's like And he's a looking over at uh, at a desert island where there's a TV. High fidelity. And well there's CRT because it's you know, TV, classic TV. Sure. Kind of a classic TV. Okay. And then there's also like an inflatable boat in the background. Uh hey Bryce, what have you I, been watching? Uh, uh, well, I got something on the lookout uh, uh, to, to share here, and I and I have been watching it. I uh, just watched uh, Netflix's Bodies. Uh, uh, we this was the the opening uh, last week or the week before. Um, this is a show where um, a murder happens, an identical murder happens in four different decades. Um, it's a it's a mini series, so it, it it's not like some uh, big thing, but. I, the sign of a good Bryce slice, because I, I sliced this. I watched the first episode and the last you episode. Of course you... Uh, okay. But the sign of a good slice makes you want to go back. And this really made me want to go back. I I want to go back and figure out what is going on, because it's it seems like there's a, there is a weird thing going on here. So, uh, bodies. I, it's... it's, it's it, this is more of a trust thing. This is slice... The, trust the slice here. I think there's something cool here. Okay, so um, uh, I asked you if you were up to date on Rick and Morty. I have a whole theory. Maybe we'll talk about it in After Talk or whatever. Um, no, we, but we can talk about, I mean, that's what you've been watching. We've been watching uh, it lately, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, that's Amorte, the episode? I don't know. Like, Did you like it? it? Well, Let's start with, did you like it? Yes, yes. Good. Uh, I liked it a lot. You have um, a theory about it. First of all... Uh, what I'm excited to watch is season two of Invincible. I'm very excited to watch that. It just Ooh, dropped and it's yeah. just now out. Let's talk about Rick and Morty. Let's talk. Um, so there's a bizarre meta drama surrounding this show for those who are not initiated. Um, it's a major Hollywood story. Uh, Justin Roiland got, got into a hot some hot water and he's no longer on the show. Yeah. That's the very uh, short version. Uh, I'll make the shortest version and then you can rebut my shortest version. Uh, I think this is their press release about the Justin Roiland of it all. Now, uh, this episode yes, I, I correct. And I am aware that it was written four years ago, <laughs> but down the line, 
there's edits, there's tweaks, there's changes, there's voiceovers. They had to replace all of the voices of the characters. And ultimately, somebody at Adult Swim had to decide in what order all of the episodes were going to go out so that they could handle the PR disaster Was the you know, that was the entire Justin Roiland show. Um, yeah. But ultimately, the message of this particular episode is everybody loves this spaghetti. What if this spaghetti was super-duper problematic? so problematic that you just really wish you'd never found out how problematic it is. What if they try, what if they explained in vivid detail, all the options on the table to try to make this spaghetti less problematic than it is. Uh, and then ultimately said, Hey, let's say we decide we don't like spaghetti anymore. And now we like Salisbury steak. And there's one thing we all agree on. None of us are going to ask where this comes from or how it was made. Um, it is okay. hard to not see the parallels <laughs> to Adult Swim's situation in this particular episode. I don't. I don't disagree that there is a line there, but I, I think my my uh, response to that theory is uh, it's drawing a very broad brush correct like correct, you, correct like if you did not know about the justin if Roiland there was thing, like a wink thing if there was someone doing like a royal indie type of voice then maybe i would lean into like oh maybe there's shade here maybe like they're trying to actually do something but i think like the positioning in the season is 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 would be strange to do it here and to do it so uh uh so non-specifically so because uh, because I, if you look at this episode I, you I, say I, like I, at, in the metaphor of this episode you can just make good spaghetti that doesn't kill that's not because people died actually and no one like yes no one said it but that is actually the whole that's where you get the science and the science fiction so because dan Harmon is a very talented writer and showrunner mm -hmm. um uh, it, it, it I, I i could understand like like if, if you saw this episode not knowing the drama, then this would be an episode about factory meats, right? Of, 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 about of, uh, I, factory farms. I would say what is n most notable about this episode in the meta layer of Rick and Morty is that uh, it is the first episode this season that is not leaning and hanging on a previous character for the plot. The past three episodes have all been about returning characters long returning characters closing you know tying up loose ends this one i thought i thought the spaghetti cold opening was so random that it was like oh this is going to be like a super non-connected episode to anything because this feels so not connected to anything and, and, and then and it ended up being that i i agree with you 100 percent in that that's how history will remember it but <laughs> we're not yet to history we're in the right now where uh -huh. they're still doing uh, PR stuff and, and, and managing the crisis that they're emerging from. And, uh, and so uh, like knowing that, I don't know, but, uh, the, the, uh, but the, see the, none of that gets better by having an episode that is all super shady about anything. Well, like, like if, if the idea is to what stoke up attention, no, because uh, I don't think that's what they want either. I, well, it, it, Here's, email us. Why don't you email us? Here's what I think. And then email us at cordkillers at gmail.com. Number one, what I think is that this episode was already written, but down the pipeline, somebody had to decide what order the episodes come out in. The Justin Roiland situation emerged and somebody had the thought, okay. And I, I think quite adroitly and with precision figured out like, okay, first thing, all the fans are going to care about the voices then they're going to kind of run out of steam on that. Then they're going to finally want to hear an answer. And there was probably some coordination, you know, with the Hollywood reporter and all that stuff. Uh, and, and it was decided that right around now, but that was a month ago. That was when the, sh the season premiered. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that's not now or this episode, though. And but, like, like that's the thing is like, there's nothing that says like this is that answer. Like, it's not like the fans are are like saying this is it. They're finally telling us that something nasty happened. Like that's like that message is. I don't even know what that message is. I, th- I think the message is quite clearly to the fans. We all agree that we like the story that we're doing, right? We all agree that the genesis of the story is problematic. Can we all agree that we'd like more of this story? Great. Here's the one agreement. Let's all agree. Nobody asks, where does this come from? Because where it comes from Mm -hmm. is pain and trauma. (laughs) Sure. My, yeah. Uh, My only thing is that subtext as if you, if you take that story and you just put it in 15 years ago, exact same story, it's, it's just like the, it's the, the Weinstein stuff. Like, yeah, there is corruption in Hollywood and corruption behind big franchises. And I don't know that sh- this show wants to, would, ser- would want to make a serious statement about that in such an ironic way. In, in an ironic way, especially for a show that doesn't we, like making. We, we could definitely do three more hours on this, just the two of us. Well, that's if we, before we even bring in Tom. So, court how would we process so much data if we needed to have a three hour? Uh, oh, no, you buy a computer from Doghouse Systems. Go what? to doghousesystems.com slash rogue. Spell it right R O G U E. Get a little something extra for free and keep us in the biz. Nice. Uh, anything else that people should check out? Not yet. Wait, wait. I, I, I will just candidly say, we're getting ready for holiday time. Mm-hmm. Do us a favor. Don't don't wait for Black Friday. Like, uh, just if you want something and you want a discount, just literally say, "I don't want to wait for Black <laughs> Friday. Can I please buy it now at a okay. discount?" And I'll I will reveal to you what the discount is going to be on Black Friday. Can I punch Friday. up? Can I just punch up on this just a little bit? If you need holiday gifts, scamstuff.com has got an amazing variety of goods and services, mostly goods. Uh, available if you like magic, if you like uh, all sorts of lifestyle goods, check it out. Uh, and uh, you, I've never even heard of Black Friday. I don't know what that is. I'm going to go spend money now. Uh, so thank you to all of our friends at scamstuff.com. Uh, do you want to scan the horizon? I mean, only if you'll explain what this transition is. Scanning the horizon. It's pretty straightforward to me. It's a little space invader, guys. <laughs> right, but but it said like, uh, was that Darth Vader in there? Yeah, that's Darth Vader, and then uh, the other sound clip is from Fury Road. Okay. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, oh, yeah. this is the one where normally we bother to assign uh, things. We'll just. I got this. All. all right. Yeah, I got this. Uh, Max is changing some of the features in its most popular streaming plan starting December fifth. Uh, the sixteen dollar a month ad free plan. Uh, those subscribers will have their simul- simultaneous streams allowed reduced from three to two and their video resolution reduced from a maximum of 4K to 1080p HD. If you want 4K, you need to upgrade to the $20 per month Max Ultimate Ad Free tier. Uh, when it launched the new Max in uh, May, Warner Brothers Discovery said that legacy users would have access to their plans and features for six months and that six months is up now. So uh, next on the doc- docket will be the removal of the free live sports from base plans, uh, which is supposed to happen in February. That will become a paid bleacher report add on. Yeah. I, 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 we've talked about on this show, how I always advise everybody to just, just, just cancel everything every three months or whatever. But it's like, uh, un- unfortunately <laughs> because we do cord killers, uh, sure. I, I have to keep on subscribing for things. And there recently was something that I couldn't find. Uh, it, it just makes me want to cancel entire credit cards at a time <laughs> and, and like say anybody who charges anything on this card, tell them no. And then it's like, make them call me personally. I'm just going to cancel this. my card. I'm just going to go off the grid. That's another thing. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, how about this? Netflix says it has more than 15 million monthly active users of its least expensive ad supported tier. Uh, they say that this tier is chosen by around 30% of new subscribers. Uh, uh, and starting in quarter one of 2024, Netflix will sell title sponsorships for its premier properties like The Crown. That will let viewers who watch three episodes in a row watch a fourth episode without commercial interruptions, uh, thanked by a title sponsor. Netflix is also selling ads that can be tied to specific thematic moments in a show. 
that is wild. The idea of breaking out Netflix into sub Netflixes mm -hmm. based on properties that they know because they track everything exactly how much you love a thing, uh, smart or not smart? Smart, especially when you tie it to the editorial side. If you say like, hey, this is going to be like kind of a sad ad break. Like I think right now in TV, you might be able to say what TV show you want, you would want your inventory to be on. But with Netflix, you have unlimited inventory because those stream whenever. And they know that, you, like you said, they know what their shows are. They know this is I, a drama. I, I would not this be surprised if, if they have some kind of graph that shows what you're feeling at every moment based on your demographic. Sure. I mean, imagine taking, say you had a 10-episode series. Well, maybe you know that the end of episode four is like a really big, sad character death or something. So let's not do like a sponsor in that advertisement. No, that let's run or let's an ad do for a funeral home. Or something, something, something. <laughs> like that's the joke uh, of or, a or, real or better help therapy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think you get that with TV. So um, that's well, really interesting which, for ad sales. Which, by the way, does kind of turn the camera back on a prediction that we've made for a, a decade now, which is uh, it's always been strange to us that um, uh, the fidelity of the quality of knowing exactly what humans of what age and what demographic in what location mm. uh, has never been appreciated. Uh, but I feel like they're finally catching up now. Yeah. Um, here's some numbers for you. We got several of them. Paramount Plus added 2.7 million paid subscribers and now has 63 million. AMC Networks added 100,000 subscribers to its streaming services like AMC Plus and uh, BET Plus. Uh, that is after several quarters of declines. And Cinemark Theaters reported $875 million in revenue. That's 6% above 2019 levels. How are we feeling about some numbers? Uh, Bryce, we're Tom here. I'm sure he would have some feedback. I, however, have none. Yeah, I don't. Uh, these are numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are numbers. Uh, here's one for you. Plex launched a new feature called Discover Together that lets you create a public profile and find yes. and follow friends to share show recommendations. The feature will show trending shows, your friends watch history, and more. You are interested in this, Brian? Yeah, well, I, I am interested in the faster that all the behind-the-scenes negotiation handshake deals can happen that allow me to be on the phone with one of my daughters and then find out that they haven't seen an episode of a thing okay. and then be like, oh, what? you never seen the thing? Oh, my God. And I just want to be able to force them to watch it and and that's not what this does like, <laughs> this no is, but... no that's what i want yeah this is yet another baby step in that direction uh, uh, that's more optimistic than even i would think <laughs> uh roku announced that it will end the year in the black this past quarter it added 2.3 million accounts and has now 75.8 million uh the number of hours streamed topped 100 billion hours for the very first time uh, on roku I am truly astonished how I, I, I don't know how Roku has pulled this off, but they managed to stop being a piece of hardware and became something else. And, 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 and it's hard for me to call them a streaming service because ain't nobody ever told me I, I can't wait to sign up for the Roku or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, is it a stealth thing where they made the hardware invisible and they just baked it into televisions? Yeah. I think uh, that's a big part of it, right? Like, like uh, it's, the, it's yeah. like Androidification of, the, uh, if you think of like Apple TV, which is not really in i think it's in built into one or two tvs that's not bad i was thinking of freebie because like that's I part of it i i did not notice when amazon just started you know i guess you know we're watching miami vice and all of a sudden like i guess i'm watching freebie now i i never wanted to but i guess that's yeah. where i am it's got that jury duty show that's, uh i watched that on freebie how is it it's good a lot of james marston no yeah, you could tell how somebody really believes something's good it's when their pitch shifts up two octaves 
Last story here for you. Five, Five Nights at Freddy's premiered on Peacock as well as in theaters last week, and it became the most watched, uh, the most watched Peacock film yet in its first five days. It also brought in eighty million dollars domestically, one hundred thirty-two million globally at the theater. That makes it the biggest hybrid release from NBC Universal. Uh, pretty good for a twenty million dollar uh, budgeted movie, also. So let's argue about this part. Um, yes. From what I understand, Rotten Tomatoes mm. has not been kind to this project is this a case of people were just hungry for a new halloween movie and or and maybe it had been five years since they'd gone outdoors and 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 they grew up playing five nights at freddy's or is this secretly a good movie or what well i don't i don't i'm i'm not gonna sit here and say it's a good movie (laughs) as if i know but I, I also think it doesn't look like it. I also, well, I think, but the audience score is very high, and I can see how something called Five Nights at Freddy's may not have a lot of critical acclaim, but has a lot of jump scares. Has either it, jump, it, it delivers? It's a horror movie. It's yes. a horror movie. No one likes well, horror movies. And, and, and like, don't like horror movies. Like n- nobody has ever asked me to wa- play Five Nights at Freddy's. Because the lore is so deep and the story is so good. They've only said one thing, like, it'll make you scream. Right. And, uh, and guess what? probably what you want at Halloween. It was right before Halloween. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think putting it on Peacock helped the, helped the box office in this case. Like, I didn't know this was out. Now I know this is out. So uh, big for Five Nights at Friday's. You want to you, you check out the chatter? You need to check. We, we got to check the chatter. You I swear. You know the rules. Only if you explain this bumper. Okay. You've got mail. Actually, uh, you know, uh, this is the only one of the transitions that makes so much sense that even I can't pretend like I don't understand it. Uh, This is the part where we read some of your emails that you sent in. Uh, Brian, what is this first email here about? Uh, Hi, CK crew. Mm. Seems to me like you don't talk to older teenagers. Uh, That's correct. By by the way, I I do not do that. uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I do believe this is a reference to our After Talk segment available only to patrons. Uh, 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 Basically... Uh, hey, do you not talk to teenagers about porn? And the answer is no. Oh, this was our. I do uh, not. This was our top story last week about the 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 survey that they did of teenagers who were thought sex was overused in in shows and wanted more friendships on screen. Yes. Uh, but I think uh, I think my point still stands is that uh, a lot of your teens you're the adult to teens. So my response that I wrote back was. Yes, I know many teenagers. I do not know a single teenager that it is appropriate for me to talk about pornography with. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I guess, I guess. At some point, there's like a birds and bees element to this that I don't want to get into. But... I mean, if they ask, I am I am here for them, however. I, we Now I, I have more questions. We can't get into them. Yeah, okay. Anybody else email, email us in? I mean, basically, I'll say, do your research, reddit.com. Uh, hi, guys. This is from Jeff uh, in Aurora. Hi, Jeff. Uh, uh, hi, guys. I have a similar method to the Bryce Slice for watching shows that I'm not 100% invested in. I watched the first and last episode, but additionally, if each episode starts with a previously on segment, I watch that segment for each episode oh. and then watch the finale. Uh, it offers a quick way to connect to major events of the shows. Uh, to be honest, I, 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 uh, I love this. I love the idea that there are many, many, many different ways to absorb, give or take, the general story. Mm-hmm. What it made me think of as soon as I read this email was the somebody cut together all of Breaking Bad into one movie. It was like a three and a half hour movie. Did that you got, ever watch that? that I, I, watched, I watched it. I watched all of it. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> However, <laughs> it was good enough that if you were going to decide, I'm either going to know nothing about Breaking Bad or this, I would say, well, at least watch this. And 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 I, I didn't mind uh, it. It reminded me of Let's yeah. Play videos with video games and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 where are you at on that space? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I love Bryce slicing things, and 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 I think we're we'll see more. Oh, Bryce, <laughs> I love <laughs> Bryce slicing. Put it on the box. I love murdering people. Jack the Ripper. Jack murderer. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I I do like the I do like the price slice because a lot of cases, especially some of these streaming shows, I 
they all want to ask you for a lot of your time because they all want to be the next Stranger Things. I don't want to give them all my time. I can tell this is going to be junk. Yeah, you, you, don't even, just, you don't even want to let them try to seduce you no. into giving any amount of time. If and, it's and, good, and, like Bodies, Bodies was good enough that those two episodes I watched, the first and last one, were so good and so divergent. It made me go, okay, if I go watch this, A, I'm going to find out stuff that I still don't know. And B, like there's there's got to be enough here for something. Well, there's it, something here. It, it it reminds me a bit about a narrative twist that happened in Critical Role, which is a show I ain't never seen. Okay, but I saw people talking about it, and they're like, it's like this scene from Critical Role. Now I know enough about Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot uh, to see. Whoa, that is clearly. They've been invested in one narrative timeline for a very long time, and that is a very big twist. Mm. Um, wouldn't have minded if, if, if just uh, condense it down to 45 minutes, just, just give me the broad beats and take me into that moment where this unbelievable twist happens. Yeah, and you, you see this a lot in, in sports. Uh, I just found out the other day, there's a guy who just makes unofficial documentaries about different Formula One rivalries. Like our multi, multi-hour multi long, nicely edited documentaries that are so nice they get, get blocked off of YouTube because they use so much footage that so they're not longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like that stuff happens you, and you see it even in official channels, right? Where they'll cut down a race to 30 minutes or say uh, football games will do it a lot because people people don't have the time. People don't well, want to spend uh, the whole time. Uh, on top of that, and I, I swear, th- uh, this is kind of a white rabbit that I want to chase down a rabbit hole, but okay. uh, I, I could swear that it was on FX or TBS or Spike Network or whatever, but, but I think it was around the turn of the millennium that what they were doing is they were buying the licenses for, let's say, Die Hard or whatever, but rather than show all of Die Hard, they would just edit it down to 30 minutes. So it's like, you get it. You get it. Uh, oh, interesting. I, I, I have to imagine I want you... more of that. <laughs> well, and, and in the diehard case, right? In any Hollywood case, that gets expensive. Correct. Which is so why that went away yeah. very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I thought but it was yeah, a very cool idea. It is an idea. If you got a really cool idea, why don't you email it in uh, to our email address, cordkillers.gmail.com. That's what the email address is. Uh, Bryce, uh, I feel like uh, we are, have reckoned with the cord killing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like we've uh, 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 fed ourselves. I forget the names. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, you guys are great. Please become a patron. Yes. Uh, uh, it's going to be a, a, a capital, very special episode of uh, uh, After Talk. That's right. Please uh, get on the But Patreon. first, we have to record uh, Spoiler in Time. We love you. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about Gilligan's Island on Spoiler in Time. Check it out. Which, by the way, uh, it's going to be great. Stu- oh, like, my God. There are incredible oh my insights. Like, if you ever thought that there would be so much content in a oh single God. episode of Killing Island, God. buckle up. It's going to be amazing. Of course, you can find our website. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We are live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I'll reckon that we'll talk to you next time. Nailed it. Oh, we're not done yet, Brian. What? We have more? Yeah, look. Look at all those those names scrolling by. Tom, we just did so many hours of insights into the yes. world of cord killing. But you know why we were able to do all those hours? It's these people right here. These are some of the greatest people of all time. Oh, better than Abraham Lincoln? I believe who, he's on this list. Better than Abraham Lincoln's ghost? Yes. Better than Richard Nixon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard to conceive, but I am not a crook or a liar when I tell you they are. Why are all of these names either future or past presidents? It's really weird. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Presidents, everybody. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)